Welcome to the Alpine Psalmist Podcast. I'm your host, Torre, and today I want to talk to you about pedestals. I want to talk to you about the dangers of putting other people on a pedestal. And to begin, I want to share a short story with you regarding my own experience with putting being put on a pedestal and being torn down immediately. Um, so uh, quite a while ago, I was planning on going on a climb up in Canada. And uh, I was looking for a partner to do a route that was pretty moderate. I mean, some people would call it dangerous. It had been a route where there were numerous rescues on. And just to give you an idea of um, this route, it was it was a long traverse, uh, you know, probably mostly class four and class five terrain. And so I began to put feelers out there for partners to come. And there was a particular gentleman who really wanted to go on this climb with me. And there was another person who was a, a pretty competent climber who wanted to come as well. And, and he, but he really begged me to come and I didn't know him really well. And I was a little hesitant. I uh, probed him with some questions, you know, Hey, you know, what's your level of fitness, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, after talking to him for a bit, I got comfortable with the idea of bringing him on this climb. And so uh, one of the little, w- a little funny fact about this whole situation is even before the climb, this particular individual was, it was, and I thought it was a little weird, but they, they were speaking about me a lot to a lot of people. Like, you know, they were like really buttering me up and, 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 and talking about me a lot and how amazing I was. I thought that was a little weird, but I guess it was a bit flattering as well. Uh, but anyways, so the plan was, and make a long story short, so they were going to camp at the lake and, and, and do part of the, the hike to the base camp the day before. I was planning on doing the whole thing in a 24-hour window. And so I started at uh, you know 1 a.m. or so, met them at the lake. Um, you know, he was ready, gearing to go. And the other climber who was very competent, uh, young person, I had complete confidence in her. She was ready. And so, so we began our journey and we got to the summit of the first climb, which is, there's like a bunch of peaks before this ridge. And when we got there, I asked him, I was like, are you sure you want to keep going? You know, you look a little tired. Maybe, you know, we should call it a day right here to make a long story short. He was insistent. He said, I want to keep going. I feel completely fine. We all talked it out. We said, okay, fine. Let's keep going. Let's see how it looks. Um, We get to the point on this traverse where it starts to get a little bit more dangerous. And in the past, it was the site of many rescues. And I had expressed that to my partners. I said, hey, just to warn you guys, but especially this gentleman who was a little bit more... um, if he, I said, I just want to let you know this, you know, you know, if we're going to turn around, we got to turn around now. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, cause we didn't bring any ropes or anything. We just brought a helmet, crampons, a nice ax or a nice tool, um, class four to five terrain. Um, so you'd have to be pretty comfortable going on this. Um, a fall at this point would be possibly fatal. Um, maybe not. It might just, you know, worst case scenario, fatal, um, least case scenario, you know, maybe a broken ankle or something. I don't know, but it had been the site of multiple, you know, 
search and rescue missions in the past. And so I made it very clear to him. I said, are you sure you feel good? Um, if not, please let's turn around because I don't want to see you get hurt at all. I'm respond. I'm the most experienced person here. I feel responsible for you personally. Um, he said he wanted to keep going. I said, are you sure? So anyways, we keep going. Um, he struggled a little bit, but I stayed close to him the whole entire time. Literally, you know, without actually having to hold his hand, I was right next to him the entire time, helping him you know, find holds, giving pointers of where to put your feet, your hands. Um, it was a long day. And, and just to give you a little bit of perspective, we started, uh, let's see here, we started at about 3 a.m. from base camp and we didn't make it to the summit till about 2 or 3 p.m., as I recall. And so it was a very long day. It was very challenging, um, but um, we were with him the whole way, me and my other partner who is very competent. She's very strong. Um, and we, we made it up to the summit around 3, 3.30 p.m. And uh, to my surprise, um, he, he was happy. Um, he, was, he was very, very thankful to be there. And uh, I checked in with checked in with him multiple times, and we got to the top, and he was so glad that um, he was invited on this trip, and I was happy to take a newer person with me who I thought was capable of doing this climb. And so we got to the summit, we began to make our way back down to base camp, and as we got closer to base camp, I kind of go ahead a little bit, you know, just watching him from a distance, and he seemed okay. I mean, he, you know, he seemed pretty gassed and worn out, but we, at that point, we were off the hardest part of the route. There was no danger anymore. We weren't on any steep rocks anymore. Um, and, and we got to the lake and I, I told my other partner, I said, Hey, I got to get back home. You know, this has been a long day for me. Are you, are you comfortable? And, and, and I trusted her and, uh, he was in good hands and, um, yeah, we had a good climb. Uh, the next day I got an email from him saying, Hey, you know, I had a wonderful time. I want to go climbing with you again. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for, you know, all your help. And it was a really congratulatory and everything. And I was like, Oh, great. No problem. I love teaching new people to climb. I love being a mentor. So anyways, uh, the day after that, I go online and on this particular website in Canada, and I won't name the name, but there was a post from this guy. It was a long novel. And he, and, he, and he made this long trip report about how he you know, had this amazing climbing experience, but how he was not prepared for it whatsoever. And how he got taken up this climb as an inexperienced person. And how he was all banged up and bruised. And, and I was a little disappointed when I read it because it sounded like he didn't have a good time. And to my shock and horror, there were literally hundreds, I mean, hundreds of comments from people I do not know, who are not climbers, mostly, mostly just hikers and backpackers, who were very critical of me for taking this new person on this climb. You know, saying that, you know, I, I sh should have known better, should have, you know, that I'm an a-hole, a jerk, and a lot of nasty comments, really nasty. People asking for my name, uh, you know, people just saying really terrible things that I cannot even repeat here who do not know me, who do not know my heart, um, who aren't even climbers. I like to call them armchair quarterbacks.
and I was disappointed. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I, uh, you know, I'm not a very sensitive person at all. And, you know, you can ask anyone who knows me, I'm like the least sensitive person in the world, but I was pretty ticked off about it. And I, and I confronted this person about it. I was like, Hey, you know, I see you liking these comments from people who are saying I'm a horrible person. And he said, Oh, don't look at that. You know, don't look at these, you know, you know, armchair quarterbacks. I still want to go climbing with you. And I, but he got really upset though, when I confronted him about these things and, uh, it's hard. And I'll just say this, you know, anyone could go on social media and attack you. I've seen it so many times. Um, a lot of people on social media have no desire to learn. They aren't interested in learning from experiences. They're only there to display outrage. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, that is one of the bad things about social media that I cannot stand. People love to get on social media to attack others. They have no genuine desire many times for discussion learning or even understanding a situation and what actually occurred. And I have a pretty decent following on social media, on Instagram, you know, over 10,000 followers. And so to see, you know, hundreds of comments from people like who do not know me, who were not there, uh, you know, it was disappointing. And, you know, I have no ill will towards anybody. I don't but what that situation taught me is, you know, people could put you up on a pedestal, but many times people who put you on a pedestal will oftentimes become the most disappointed in you. And there is an old saying, the people you idolize are the very people you will demonize. And I've seen this over and over and over again in my life. I've seen people put up on a pedestal that they, you know, people will, because people love to have a leader. They have someone that they want to look to as almost like a savior-like figure. And what happens more often than not, um, not just in the secular world, but in the, the ministry world as well, um, I can tell you many stories of times in churches, you know, as a, you know, as a preacher or a teacher where um, people will speak very highly of you and I won't get into any specifics, but um, I've had experiences where people have spoken very, very highly of me. And as soon as I didn't meet their expectations of who they thought I was, or maybe I didn't shake their hand the right way, or maybe, you know, I didn't say something the right way, they got really angry at me. And really upset at me and I've had that experience and I know that many of you out there who are teachers preachers pastors um, ministry leaders secular leaders in the secular world lawyers doctors whatever I know many of you have experienced that as well and so I would just really caution people to be very careful of putting people on a pedestal because when you put someone on a pedestal, oftentimes what happens is you begin to create an unrealistic expectation in your mind of who they are. Like you paint this mental picture of, of who you think they are. And as soon as they don't meet your expectation, many times I, I have seen personally, especially in ministry, 
that those same people who build up those leaders are the very same people who will tear them down in the future. And that's not to say that we can't constructively criticize people. There, there is a time and a place for that. I want to be very clear. But many times what happens is as soon as someone doesn't meet our expectation, we like to destroy them and tear them down. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I have seen uh, young believers, not just young believers, but mature believers venerate a teacher or a preacher or a pastor for many years. And as soon as they have some type of of uh, moral failing, I've heard it many, many times. I, I've lost track of the, the amount of times where I've seen people literally walk away almost from the faith, where they say, you know, I've completely shattered by this person uh, because they did X in the ministry or they don't believe this anymore or they disappointed me in a certain way. And I understand that. It's completely normal to be disappointed in leaders when they don't live up to a certain standard, and I get that. Um, But I've also seen people get disappointed in leaders over petty things that they had no control over. And oftentimes people do get angry and bitter from it because they put that person on a pedestal. They put that person in a position where they really were not capable of carrying the weight of the expectations of the person who put them on a pedestal. Not only are you putting them in a position where you demand that they be perfect, but that person cannot carry the weight of your expectations. And so what that inevitably does, it leads to extreme disappointment and sometimes people walk away from the faith altogether. Well, I would say to that person, where was your faith really at? Did you really build your faith on the rock of the foundation of Jesus Christ or were you building your faith on a person, on a human being that's fallible? And so that's where we got to be careful. We got to be careful that we're not building the foundation of our faith on people. People will always fail us, my friends. We are all human. We are all subject to the fallen nature 100% of the time. That doesn't mean that we don't have a standard that we live up to. We absolutely must live up to that standard. But the reality is, is that at some point in life, we will all fail in some certain way or fail to meet an expectation that others put on us. And so my plea to you today is to have that same grace on another person that you would want on you. If you're a ministry leader or any type of leader in the secular world, I would also say be careful that you don't allow people to put you on a pedestal. Don't allow other people to venerate you more than you should. Don't believe your own press. I love the story in Acts chapter 14, verse 8, where Paul and Barnabas are going to Lystra. And we see in this particular story in Acts chapter 14 that they see a man who was crippled from birth, who's never walked before. And when he hears the apostle Paul speaking, Paul looks at him and says to get up because your faith has made you well. And he stands up and he starts walking. And you know what the people do? The people in the crowds start to worship 
Paul and Barnabas. But I love the response that Paul and Barnabas has. It's completely opposite of what I see people doing today. Paul tears his clothes and he demands that they do not worship him. They say, hey, do not worship us. Give the glory to God. We didn't do anything to deserve this. It's God's power. It's God's glory. It's his anointing. And so as leaders, we got to be careful that we don't allow people to put us in a position where we take the credit for what God has done through us. And he allows us graciously to be a part of whatever he's doing. And so I would just encourage you to, to walk in humility. Me too. Um, you know, it's fine to honor people. It's fine to, to give them their due and to respect them and, and, and give them accolades. But I also think we've got to recognize that uh, they're only humans. And you cannot live up to the expectation of others. And you will be crushed by the weight of those expectations. The people you idolize are the people you will demonize. And so, should we honor? Yes pedestal? No. No pedestal. The only pedestal belongs to God. The only pedestal belongs to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, who lived a blameless and perfect life. I hope that I don't put anyone on a pedestal that they cannot bear, because they're not Jesus. And I really hope that no one puts me on a pedestal that I can't bear. And I hope that I have the same grace for others that God has had for me. So my friends, honor God, yes. Honor other people, yes. Should people be on a pedestal? Absolutely not. Hey, this is the Alpine Psalmist. I hope that this podcast blessed you. Have a great day, and I'd love to hear from you. Take it easy.